0: and welcome to legion of tunes where we watch everything animated uh i am lou gonzalez joining us this week is gary gallimore what's up alan muir adam Lempy did nothing wrong and john seiler
1: uh i wasn't expecting a murder mystery
0: yeah um so this was gary's pick loving vincent so why don't you give us like a little intro to this movie that we all watched
2: uh, Loving Vincent is a movie that takes place after Vincent van Gogh's death. Uh deals with a lot of uh flashback and stuff like that, but it's uh, uh a fully painted movie. Uh, each frame is done in oil painting. Uh very interesting to look at. Uh it's very cool animation style. Um I have always been a huge fan of like maybe not his art. Like I like his art, but I've always been more interested in Vincent Mango's story and figured this would be a good one Um, and kind of get us out of the uh, comic book for a minute, you know, or the comic nerd sort of stuff that we always do. Uh, Give us a different change of pace and give us just, you know, different, uh, different subject matter. Um, And for uh, this one, actually, always Vince Mango always hit close to home with me. Yeah, it's a really interesting movie because it's
0: rotoscoped, which I've seen a yeah. couple of rotoscoped movies, but it's, like, the entire concept. I have, like, the wiki pulled up to go over, so it was... It's uh, literally hand-painted.
1: Yeah, well, so yeah. yeah, but, like, that's kind of, like, what rotoscoping is, but I think, like, Loving Vincent, like, is more, like, if there was, like, a movie that's, like, kind of comparable, comparable to this, it's A Scanner Darkly
0: yeah that's one of the ones i saw that the guy who did scanner darkly did another movie as well which is a movie made for drugs because it's about sleep uh-huh. and it's really weird i'll have to look it up but yeah this is it says they did it, uh, 125 painters from over 20 countries to paint like hand paint all of the scenes like i feel like rotoscoping is usually like as at least in
2: scanner darkly didn't they do
0: like some digital effects on it
2: yeah um uh i've been messing with like uh uh rotoscoping type art and stuff like that a lot lately uh, where you take a photograph and you're basically uh painting or drawing over it in a different style <clears throat> to give it a you know realistic but not realistic look uh, and I think a lot of it has been done digitally um because this is uh, listed as the first ever fully painted uh animation feature
0: yeah I think like in a lot of the rotoscoping, I'm going to try to look up and see how they did it, but I feel like... um...
2: Like, a lot of the
1: Fleischer stuff would be, like, people acting, and then they would, like, film it, and then they would take, like, the footage, and they would just, like, you know, kind of, like, copy over it, and that's why, like, when you watch, like, old Betty Boop, or, like, the Fleischer Superman, everyone kind of, like, has that, like, inorganic kind of, like, movement to them. Yeah, so I'm
0: thinking
3: for... Except, when it comes to Superman stuff, it would... would It ended up, when he flew, it was just straight up animated. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's Scanner Darkly, because that's... Skinner Darkly is 2006. This is 10 years after, or 11 years after that. So, it was an 18-month animation pro- process. Um They uploaded it into QuickTime, and then they used Rotoshop, which is a thing that they created for the movie. Like, an editing program that Bob Sapston created. Oh, oh and the, he... Used it on the the previous movie he worked on, which was the one I was talking about, which was uh Waking Life, which was a Linklater film. Oh, okay. Um, which is Wait, the guy who did uh, Slacker? Yeah, Richard Linklater. Yeah, and My they had four... film Boyhood. Yeah. Yes. So the, it is a film. All three of these, all three of these films, although they're all kind of rotoscoped in different ways, are like very like we'll get into this. Like they're very dark. I don't know if it's just like the people who decided to do it, but like waking life is real weird like it's much more like it's the exact same style like it's the same program they used for scanner darkly and uh um, no. it's real it's literally about it's like sort of a documentary but not they categorize it as like docu fiction but like there's like a story but then there's also like weird um kind of like interviews with people about sleep i don't know oh. it's like hard to explain but yeah, it's the exact same art style. So yeah, they were used with digital effects to make
2: those two films. As opposed to this, which is just insanity, like how they made this. Yeah, a lot of painters did a lot of work. I mean, it, the movie's only about a, what, hour and a half? But yeah. you gotta think of how many frames of film they had to sit there. Uh, it paint. says 65,000 frames were painted. Man, I would love to have one of the paintings.
0: Uh, well, as I was gonna say? Since uh-huh. artists painted multiple frames from the same shot on a single surface, there's only about a thousand actual paintings that have survived. Oh, wow. So, like, I'm guessing what they what that means is they probably painted, like, the backgrounds and then kind of painted and then, like, took a picture then, like, wiped away and, like, to adjust and make, like... Because I'm guessing, like, certain people only painted, like, certain scenes and that's how they broke it up. Because you can never right. tell when, like, other artists take over at certain scenes... Because the art style shifts.
2: Right, yeah, uh, which is actually really cool. Um, you know, to that, um, <clears throat> you'll also notice, like, the more uh, the more photorealistic, not photorealistic, but the more photorealistic painting was always the flashback. Yeah, the black and white stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I do it's like, well, don't, before we get too far into I did not know, like, how many, like, awesome people were in this cast. I yeah, it's know. a good cast.
2: It is, like, pretty... Yeah,
1: I was, like, very surprised to hear Chris O'Dowd. Oh, he was awesome. I I was like, oh,
0: he's this, like, dad character. And I'm like, wow, this is, like, range I didn't think that he had. Like, I know he's done some serious stuff, but he was actually, his two scenes, like, really good.
1: it, It was, like, really kind of funny because it kind of, um, I feel like when they filmed this, he was, like, in, like, kind of, like, an old man beard. And, like, it didn't look... It it looks like kind of like uh, a stage costume. Because, like, when in Fighting Vincent, it, he kind of just looks like Chris Dowd in old man makeup. But, it, like, it works because it's, like, rotoscoped. Uh, but I just kind of, like, imagine him just, like, being in, like, a, like just an old costume. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: this is, like, weird in his IMDb. Because before this, he did Love After Love. And after this, he did Molly's Game. Yeah. Like... And then like he's currently I guess kinda of the same time he was there's a get shorty TV show which I did not know that existed. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> um which he's a star of.
1: Was it like on Crackle or something? Uh
0: on Epics, which is show no Cinemax, I think.
1: It yeah, that's about as obscure.
0: But really, a fire at a sea parks?
3: Oh man. yeah.
1: A fire at a sea park. <laughs> uh that's yeah, it's, so like right. it's it's a line from uh, uh IT crowd. IT crowd, because uh, that's where I know Chris O'Dowd from. Is from um,
0: I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I've seen um, he's in What is it um, bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. That's one I was thinking of. But he's been in a couple like other things. Like been around. And then um, oh my god, I forgot he's in Thor two.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's like been around forever. I did not know that he, uh, what is this show? He did another show for Showtime, The Sapphires, which is supposed to be really good, which is like where he was like the manager of kind of like a, I'm trying to think of the name. I think they are based like on a real band, like a real girl group from like the 70, 60s. I don't
2: know. Uh, I don't know.
0: But besides him, you had like. Um, John Flynn. Yeah. And Helen McCroy, if you've ever watched Peaky Blinders, I like she came on, I was like, oh my God, I know this voice. And she's like the aunt in Peaky Blinders, and she's like perfect as that character. She's the housemaid, Louise, the one that's like really shitty. And then with, I'm never going to be able to pronounce this name right. But is it Sori Suri's? Yeah, I, I can't name? pronounce the
2: name. She, I know
0: she's such a big actress, but she's like super Irish or Scottish. Uh, but she had a very small thing. And then freaking Brom from the Bronze Blackwater is goddamn Doctor, which... Uh, for those that watch Game of Thrones, like, I never thought I would see him play this character, and he was amazing. And he plays the exact opposite thing in Game of Thrones. The main guy, I've never really seen in anything. I guess he's, like, a big British person. I looked at his IMDb, and he's, like... Douglas Dougal cool. Yeah. The first three films that, like, you know how they got, like, known for are, like, three that are notably horrible pieces of garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? Jupiter Ascending and LOL, which is the Miley Cyrus remake of a French film? Uh, no.
1: Excuse you, Jupiter Ascending is is pretty good.
0: Well, those are two of those two of those three movies were done on How Did This Get Me? And Jupiter Ascending yeah. is the one where Channing Tatum's a wolf boy from space. Yeah, Faith. I
1: I know the movie's bonkers and it's great.
0: I always mix up that one and what is the one that Wachows- the Wachowskis did?
1: Uh, Jupiter Ascending. No, not I thought they,
0: they did the. Oh no, you know, I'm sorry. They did that one. I always mix up that one and the one that uh, Luke Basson did.
1: Valerian.
0: Um, Valerian, because they have that same kind of weird future look stuff.
1: Uh, like, oh,
0: I remember. This is the one where Eddie Redmayne's acting on a twelve.
1: Yeah, man. Like Jupiter. Uh, like not to get off topic here, but like Jupiter Ascending is it's a bad movie. Like I I like totally admit that. But there's like something about that movie that's like really fun. Like, in the oh, way that, like, the It's the room...
0: so, like, it's crazy, so...
1: Yeah, like, they make Channing Tatum kind of ugly in that movie, and I don't know why. Uh, it's just, like, everyone's overacting a lot. It's very weird. Uh, it's it's great. Like, I, like, legit, like, have a lot of fun watching that movie, and it's, like, two, two hours and 20 minutes long. It, oh it's God. so long.
0: Mr. Well, the Wachowski thing, where they're, like, everything, they don't know how to edit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's get back to the movie we actually watched. So, um, I feel like for the most part, we like, we could spend like a million years on the art. Like it is like insane. Like I was just like astounded at how beautiful it Can Oh, Can we talk whoa. about the budget? No, we have not brought it up. Do you have that pulled up? Yeah. It was made
3: on a budget of $5.5 5 million, made $42.1 Jesus Christ. That's not bad. And it made forty two point one million like or it in the U, in the US it made 6.7 million 3 million it, in South Korea 2.1 million in Italy and 10.8 million in China
0: wow wow, wow. pays for itself me. beyond but like interesting that it blew up in China yeah that is weird uh
1: i mean yeah like so um, was was I, like, the only one who, like, didn't know what this was about, like, going No, in? I
0: had no idea what this was about. I went in blind as well.
1: Because, like, I thought this movie was just going to be, like, kind of, like, this big, huge thing of, like, talking about, like, how good Van Gogh was, like, like, pe- like, interviews with people who, like, knew him at the time, and, like, all this other stuff. And then, like, it kind of gets into, like, it's, like, it, it starts off with, like, oh, it's, like, a movie. Like, it's a narrative. It's not, like, a documentary. And then, like, it's all about this guy who's trying to give a letter written by Vincent to his brother and it ends up becoming like this mystery film. And I am, and I was just like, wait, is it, this is where we're going. And then I had to like, immediately like look up. And I'm like, was Vincent Van Gogh murdered? Question mark. <laughs> right.
0: Which like, I feel like part of this is like to actually talk about the artist as well. So like, like, I think a lot of people know the name Vincent van Gogh, and maybe the only art thing people probably know is Starry. Is it Starry Nights? Starry Night. Yeah. Yeah, it's like his most famous painting. But like and the fact that he cut his ear off and gave it to a woman, it's probably yeah, I was not anything. expecting to show them to show that scene. Um, They showed kind of it. They didn't show him
3: cutting it off like we were. No, like, I mean, like the her getting like receiving or oh, yes. opening opening up the uh, the cloth. The,
2: yeah Yeah. they did show it now there is some controversy over whether or not he actually i think i think
0: it's like he did it but like how much of his ear did he cut off because i think for like some or maybe like some of the things i heard when i took like an art class like way back when it was just like an art history class it was like yeah he kind of more or less cut off like a small piece but it's still like insanity um Like, he's also, like, I think it kind of goes into the whole plot of the movie is that, like, he's this troubled man. He's kind of like a man out of time in many ways, Um, because this is taking place in, like, the late 1800s.
1: I'm thinking of Van Gogh as Captain America right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, so he's somebody that's, like, it pretty much seems that they don't say it, but he's he's probably bipolar. He was uh, schizophrenic. He's schizophrenic. Okay because they the way they talked about it with like the melant like when they were bringing up the melancholia like i was like oh that sounds like bipolar but schizophrenic yeah. also makes sense as well
2: well uh uh schizophrenia and bipolar disorder are not that far off from each other mhm um schizophrenia tends to have more psychosis uh yeah like with um i myself i'm like i'm bipolar uh, which is you know part of the reason um the Vincent van Gogh story, like, you know, the mental health issues and stuff like that always sort of spoke to me a lot.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Cause when I think of schizophrenia,
0: I think of um, Beautiful Mind, where he's like, you're, there's like hallucinations kind of are part of it in a yeah, way. Can be. Uh, yeah. There can
2: be. There uh, can be, which you can also have those uh, with bipolar disorder too, which mm-hmm. is what makes them so similar. Uh, it just doesn't, it's not as prevalent with uh, bipolar disorder, but you do get the depression and the, yeah
0: it does make sense so he was uh so he died at 37 and i believe they say schizophrenia usually hits people in their 30s especially specifically it's almost entirely if i believe um affects almost only men it's like very rarely seen in women
2: right um yeah and um yeah it's it, it It's rough, yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, that's why, I, you know, his story always spoke to me. Like, it was, this was a man quietly suffering while making, you know, these beautiful pieces of art. And
1: yeah, because he seemed like a, just like a total outcast from, like, the town and all that other.
2: Yeah,
0: I feel like he is almost like, especially what we see in the movie, he's kind of like a lot of people's vision of, like, a crazed artist. Or, like, he's just, like, so... Like, he's, like, a man separated from everything else. Like, he's just a man apart, and it's also I, interesting.
2: I did like that they showed, like, you know, he was good with the kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he he was constantly sort of reaching out to be part of something.
1: Like, even the people who treat him, like, garbage, he was, like, still, like, willing to, like, kind of shrug it off.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, it seemed like he was just kind of always, or at least, like, the way they portrayed in this movie is, like, he's always looking for connection.
2: Right. Yeah, I'll go ahead and apologize. Like, I did not realize how soul-crushing this movie was going to be. Oh, yeah, this was, like, this put me in a downer for a while. (laughs) Like, I I was, I'm not even going to lie, like, I was almost, like, bawling watching it. Like, holy crap, like, just awful. Which
3: ironically, my, my, my pick is going to make us is taking us right back to where we started with the whole Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, I don't know, man. Like I could be like stone cold or something like that, but I didn't like really, um, uh, I don't know, feel, feel like something inside me when I was watching this movie. Like I, I was like more about like kind of just like, where's this going?
2: well no i mean i definitely had the where's this going uh thing because you know i never thought like i never thought there was any question of whether or not he killed himself or not yeah like
0: i think more of it was like i feel like in a way like you're the character the main character is kind of like your point of view character the was it armand and like in the beginning you're kind of like oh yeah we know the kind of story he's a crazy guy cuts off his ear like why does he have to do this stuff and then by the end you're like why didn't anyone just like help this guy? Like, that's a kind of what his feeling is. He's just like pissed off at everybody. And then the, I think the doctor even says, like, well, what, or somebody's, the doctor's daughter goes, like, well, what did you do? Like, you didn't do anything either. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of this weird thing. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of like using uh, a famous artist and then the art style that they did the whole movie in to kind of do like this weird addressing of mental illness. Because yeah. the other part of it, the whole thing is that like, he sold one painting in his life. Like he, everybody knows him now, but like he was known in the, he was like the artist, artist, but made no money. And then the, what you learn, like at the end is like his like lifestyle in order to do his art was like bankrupting his family,
2: like his brother and stuff. And, uh, it kind of goes into, yeah. Cause I mean, that's the conversation. Like, you know, I guess, uh, once you get into the end of the film, like, um, the doctor kind of feels guilty because, he had actually said something about his lifestyle being a burden on his brother and everything. And, like, his only real connection to the world was basically this doctor and his brother and his brother's family. Yeah, because they basically just have, like, a fight, and he, like, uh,
0: Vincent basically does, like... Who,
1: the, who did, ins- like, the doctor
2: is, like, insanely
1: jealous of? Which I was like like, oh, like, like that was, like, the big mystery part of, like, oh, like, did did, did this guy, like did he like kill him or did he, you know, it's like, there's like a Mm -hmm. lot of like different, like kind of like, there's like the jerk friend, there's the doctor who's jealous, you know, they have like all these different players of like, of like who could have killed him. But then there's like the more obvious thing of like, he just like went out into the field and just killed himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Well, I do like that. You know, the doctor wasn't like made out to be like some evil, you know, murderer or something like that. He was definitely (laughs) jealous and definitely over overstepped as a doctor. Yeah, I think At that's that more point. what it it is. It's like he
0: started off as a doctor, but then he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna doctor for the artist because I'm an art like because like I wanted to be an artist, but my dad never let me, and then he made me become a doctor. And then he completely with Vincent finds somebody that is insanely talented that just started and also kind of has a lot of the same issues that he has. And so they connect on this and kind of form this bond. Yeah. I mean, they were bonded it's like extremely unprofessional, but they stop being patient and doctor and become friends but that line is still like super blurry so when they have that fight it's a fight between friends
2: but it's also his doctor and it's a doctor doing something that he knows he shouldn't have. like especially working with somebody like vincent van gogh uh, Mm -hmm. he knows he shouldn't have said that and you know he like the scene at the end is played with a lot of guilt from the doctor like, oh yeah! You I see. can see it, like you can hear it, like there's so much guilt in his voice and just the which way he's like, acting it's... and stuff like that, and it's fucking, it's it's fucking heartbreaking. Like you yeah, know, which people... is like... there's a scene in the early, like sort
3: of early in the movie, in the movie when uh the lead is talking, uh, the Armand is talking to, it's right before he gets to uh Jerome Flint or the doctors uh er, like house. house yeah he's talking to uh. the the innkeeper woman, not the innkeeper. Oh, the uh, woman, the doctor. No, not 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 her. Uh, What he's this is right when he finds out about Theo. Oh, yes. Um, The the guy that supplied the paints. Yeah. And there's a scene or there's a flashback sort of where they're talking about talking about how at the funeral, the the doctor was Taking taking the painting, taking the paintings. Yeah, when it something something just fell a little off about that.
0: Yeah, but I think that's the whole like the, the movie plays on like different people's perspectives of events right. and like how they see them because we see the one scene from two different kind of point of views, which is the doctor coming. Actually, I think we see it from like three point of views. Is the after Vincent's shot and he's lying on the bed? We get oh, it. Yeah. We get it from the In hotel context. woman's view then the cop's view because she basically her thing is like oh the cop showed up and then he was looking through the paintings and my dad made him leave and the cop's view is like yeah i was just checking to see and once he said that he did it himself there's not really much i can do and so i just said that he should rest and then i left and then we get the and then the the house the the person who ran like the hotel thing like talks about how the doctor came in and it was all weird and he's kind of slammed the door in her face and it's like, well, he was a military doctor. He should be able to remove a bullet. And then when we get his version, it's like, no, he closed the door because he was breaking down because he let his friend down and he blames himself for this thing, which I thought was like a really interesting way to kind of deal with like that setup. Is that like, oh, and you see him close the door in her face, but like he's doing it because he doesn't want to show her like him, like he's breaking down. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, if- I'm I'm actually surprised. Like you know, I don't usually go by like IMDb ratings or anything like that, but a 7.8 seems kind of low for this movie. It like was it nominated. Really... For, it was nominated for the Oscar for best animated film that year that it came I
0: out. Think,
1: I think I don't know, man. Like I I feel like that's like you know a perfectly serviceable. Um, it's it's a uh, film that's like it.
0: it's a hard to compare a film to like anything because just on the what they I would say kind of like. Uh, what was the movie you guys brought? Or I think Alan brought it up before the link Linklater did, Boyhood. It's like, well, how do you compare Boyhood to anything else? Like, it's a film where they shot it over what, like a decade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like eleven years or some shit. Yeah, like how do you like, compare that, like as a like a film to anything else?
1: Like, uh, you know, you brought up like it got nominated for an Academy Award for uh, Best anime Picture, and I think like comparing it to like the other films that were nominated in that same category, like. I don't think it's as good as The Breadwinner. Uh, like, I think The Breadwinner is like a, like, is like a better, better narrative movie. And like, also, it's like, looks pretty good. And then I also don't think it's as good as Coco, which ended up winning.
2: I, and I love Coco. It's a film that made me cry. So, yeah. Like, it may just be because, of like, I guess, my connection to the subject at hand. No, And I think
0: that's completely understandable.
2: But sure. I also think it's hard to compare it to an animated film.
0: Like Coco is a child's film. It has uh, a lot of adult themes in it. There's a lot of stuff, and it's kind of like a family film. But like, you can't, like, kids, you can't like compare this to this. This is like a. That's what I'm saying. It's like in a weird kind of category, and then the actual how they made it is like an entirely insane like
2: venture to even do. A lot of, lot of talent on that film. Like, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know to like. You know, it's not hard to trace an image, but to apply, like, you know, the paint, like, because a lot of, like, uh, with the exception of, like, the flashback stuff, everything else is, like, done in, uh, like, a very Van Gogh style, and to sort of mimic that style with the stippling of the paint and everything is not easy to do. Yeah, and I actually, like, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is the
0: ending, And seeing the actual portraits, because he just basically he drew portraits or painted portraits of basically everyone he ever came in contact with Yeah. So like seeing those real portraits compared to like how they did them in the movie was really interesting. Yeah, because like and seeing how the the actors that they got to match was like pretty wild. I like the boat guy too. (laughs) Oh, yes, he was pretty. He was a good character. But it's like this whole thing. It's like they kind of built this narrative over something that did actually happen. But like, I don't like this guy going there and doing all this stuff. Did that actually happen? Like,
2: I don't even know. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I've never heard that part of the story if it did happen. So, like,
0: yeah, it feels like. Um, I'm trying to see if, like Somewhat anybody.
3: Just a quick note about the uh, boat guy. That is actually um, that's a character from the from the Hobbit trilogy. And he's he was also in the the original version of Being Human. Okay. I was shocked to see when I saw him in this.
2: He did a good job. I, I would actually say everybody did a really good job. Uh nobody took me out of it or anything. So Yeah, I was just like reading through the stuff. This is also partly funded through Kickstarter, which is interesting.
0: Huh. And both of the director Because the, the film was written directed by like written, filmed, written, and directed by, like, a duo, and they basically only did shorts before this. Like, I'm looking at their stuff. Um, but they've won, like, a ton of awards with their shorts, so it's really interesting to see. Like, I don't know, I feel like this movie, like, I would tell anyone to watch this just for the sheer, like, gorgeous artwork, but also to, like, understand, like, how insane of a, of a feat this is, like, what they did.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and the fact that they did it with million. I mean, that's not paying a lot of artists much. Yeah. So
0: this
2: this was a labor of love for a lot of artists. Yeah. Like
0: anyone who's into art, like, especially like, I guess you would say like high art. Like I would say this film was like a must watch, but um, plot wise, like it's interesting. Like if you really want to see a kind of cool take on a look of like somebody like a troubled artist's life, it's basically the best, like one of the best versions I've seen of that. But like yeah. I th- the art itself is like the thing to watch
2: for. Oh yeah, no, like, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely stunning what they did. Every frame is. I mean, there's Every a lot of frame passion is in it.
0: Literally, Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, it's and like, it was you just can't like... say
2: that about anything else. Like, you literally cannot say that about any other animated movie ever. Like <laughs> that. I mean,
1: uh, like, and like, in what way? <clears throat>
2: Well, uh, that they're not painsta like I mean, they're painstakingly looked over and everything. And yeah, I understand, like old Disney and stuff like that. Every frame was drawn and everything. But uh, but you know, just the amount, not to this kind of detail. So uh, like- I,
1: I like, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I, like I understand, like there is like the. Uh, like the idea that they painted like all these frames, and that's super impressive. But I think it's like there's like no difference really between like the using a paintbrush or like when you see like you know like a you know a traditionally animated like j- like a lot of like Japanese films are still traditionally like animated in like ways. Like I like like one of my favorite animated films that that's come out over the last couple of years is um walk-on girl which was like from uh this uh i forget his name like off the top of my head but like he he's on work on like adventure time he did a uh uh, a movie called a heart uh kick heart that i thought was like really good um but i think it's like the idea that it's like there is still really great traditional animated stuff that is still coming out that's like painstakingly like animated and
2: oh, I think, i'm not like, saying it's yeah. I, I th- i'm not I think saying it's not painstakingly done i'm saying i think it's there's a huge this... difference there's a huge difference mm-hmm. trust me th- i've i've done both i've painted i draw i've animated i've done all these things oil painting every single frame with that kind of detail and everything that is a lot more painstaking trust me mm-hmm. yeah uh, which is why like they took so many people
0: like mm-hmm. i completely agree with everything you're saying john it's not I feel like it's not as much the. Um, not, I
2: was about to say, I'm not saying it's better or worse than any of those. I'm just saying that the work that went into it is a lot different. And, and I would say the biggest thing is like
0: because they specifically chose to do everything in his art style for the most, like the majority of it, like it, it, it's like this kind of weird other thing. Like that's like. It's it's animated, but it's also like very much a. Like everything is like we said, like uh is paint it's like hand painted. And like there are some absolutely beyond gorgeous like anime films out there, like oh. Japanese and like other animations. This is like it's a little bit absolutely. different I mean like those... are having to paint like full on canvas painting. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, mean like... because I was gonna say like the, the one other movie like I that I brought up a little bit earlier, like the Bre Breadwinners, like that's um like a really good uh animated film that came from uh I believe the UK. That, you know, people know them as also the same people that did the, uh, I, I believe, the Secret of Kellis, which was like a kind of a big animated film that came, out, I think, like eight years ago at this point.
0: Yeah, the name sounds familiar. I don't remember it off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, Secret of Kellis. And they also did the Song of the Sea. Um, uh, Secret of Kellis also came out in like 2009. Here, I'll put the to that in the chat.
0: Oh, yes. Now, now I I see the.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I didn't mean to sound like I was diminishing any other sort of art, like you know, as far as animation and stuff goes. But uh, there's a huge difference between, uh, I mean, paintings like that. Some people would spend months, years on, and these people did in his in his style, which is not like is as easy as it looks like it would be to replicate. Super not easy to replicate. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, art projects in a uh, uh, high school was me trying to paint in that style. It is not easy <laughs> at all. Yeah, like, I,
0: like I'm i trying to think about, like, it's... I would say this is almost in the same vein as um as I see, like, Lycra stuff sometimes. Like, that kind of... It's such a painstaking... Oh, Lycra? Lyca. Yeah, that's what I meant, Leica. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Like, where, like, how much time and effort it takes to make something. And it's just this is, like, the only time it's done with this specific medium. So that's why it's like, stands out so hard. So, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, especially compared to... If you're comparing it to, like, the computer-generated stuff, which I know still takes, like, a ton of time, but there's almost, like, this weird... I think it does have to do with the style of the painting. Like, it, the animation has, like, this amazing texture to it, and it's kind of amazing how... Even using this kind of chunky like art style, like they are able to create like the like take the actors' like portrayals and still like have the emotion and everything like come through
2: yeah I mean um you know in um traditional animation um a lot of frames are often reused um or have been like you know you can't do that with this one you have to animate everybody's like every every movement that they do and stuff like that and You know, uh, if you go back to this is going way back, uh, say like the Yogi Bear days and stuff like the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, which I know is not the norm now, uh, but they would often reuse frames and just repaint the faces or something like that.
1: Yeah, but like Hanna-Barbera animation is just like
2: it's lowest lowest
1: common denominator of like animation, even for that time.
2: Oh, yeah, it was cheap even then. Like, you know, that was the point. Yeah, no, I think it's more like
0: us talking about like to not diminish like the other stuff, but it's more like, oh, like the feat of this is super interesting and crazy thing that they did. And yeah, that's where like I said, it's more like the I'm going to pronounce it terrible again. Like, is that the correct way? Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's more like that. It's like that painstaking thing. And like it's also like it's uh, like the boyhood where it's like, oh, it's more about like the story sometimes, like of this movie of like the making like I've seen boyhood. it's fine, like yeah, it's not a great movie. it's it's a good it's the like the oh, you're literally watching these people age like right it's, the movie that the part of the movie that's interesting It's like I would say even to this, like the plot is interesting and seeing all the stuff is it's fine, like the story is fine, like it's an interesting take, especially like if you're into. Specifically, if you're into Vincent Van Gogh or you're into like that kind of art, but like actually watching it for the production and like what they created,
2: right, is more of the reason to watch this movie. Oh yeah, no, I mean I would agree with that. Like, uh, like I was saying before, it's like I'm not diminishing like you know traditional animation at all. <laughs> like I love I, traditional animation.
1: Yeah, I I simply only brought that up as like an idea of like you know like. Like this movie does something very pretty. It it is not. I I don't think reinventing the wheel, but no. it is like a very pretty looking movie.
0: Yeah, like I would say, I am glad I watched this movie. I will definitely like suggest to all my friends that I know are like art fans to watch it. But beyond that, like I would say, like oh, watch some clips on YouTube, like just to see like this, and they'd be like, oh, look at the. You know, look up how they actually made this movie and see the insanity of this right. project. Like, it's almost like the movie itself is more of like a giant art project, right? In many yeah. ways, more than like an actual film. Like, it's obviously a film, but like the film, again, it's like it's more of an art project that is astounding.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can agree. And it's like, you know, it's, like I guess you know, I'm, I'm very biased just because of my, you know, love of Vincent van Gogh and everything. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean there was there was very little chance of me going into this and not liking it.
0: Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised about the plot. Like it was more interesting than what I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be some kind of like a biopic maybe leading up to like both his suicide or his like the ear thing and then a the suicide, but it's much more
2: interesting the way they went about it. Right, it's a guy piecing together uh, Vincent van Gogh's life after he died. Yeah. And like kind of the last couple of
0: like the last year, I guess, or not really sure how long he lived in that area, but seemed like only
2: like a short period of time, like six weeks or so. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they could have done the traditional, and you do get some biopic type stuff, but that's usually done through flashback. It's not, it doesn't go too, it doesn't go really in depth into his childhood and stuff like that, or any of that. Just enough to set up that you know him and his brother are close
0: yeah it was interesting that kind of like how when you first like what alan was saying when we first meet that guy is like oh it was two bodies with one mind and vincent dying is what killed them and then at the end you're like oh no you find out that no his brother had syphilis
2: yeah his and brother had was died sick. from
0: that and you know vincent killing himself like definitely didn't help him but he was going to he would have I, succumbed I, to it like, anyways maybe i don't know i'd have to ask or look it up, or ask my wife to, like, feel like penicillin was already around at this point, but maybe I they didn't.
1: Can, I kind of feel like a lot of this, like, towards the end of it was just, it's just like, if only people were just talking to one another.
0: Oh, yeah, like the communication?
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of this would have just been, like, bypass. if it's like, oh, hey, if I se- hadn't said this really shitty thing to Vince Van Gogh, maybe he wouldn't have shot himself.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's the whole point of the whole thing. At the end, it's like, oh, everyone's kind of just talking shit and no one knows what they're talking about. Because well, he's like, especially when he gets to the the second time with the boatman, it's like, yeah, everybody knew that they sold their gun to that idiot, like, years ago. I don't even know why people are it up.
2: Yeah, um, actually, I don't think it was so much... I don't think it's so much trying to say that... I mean, yeah, people being nicer may, may have helped prolong it, but it's almost like... Like, okay, like me, uh, you know, I'll throw this out there. I often, um, you know, think about suicide and stuff like that. You know, I I stick around because I have a daughter. I have, you know, I have to take care of her and stuff like that. Like, sometimes I I really don't want to. Uh, And when, when, like, you're like Vincent Van Gogh and you don't have that, like, you have no real anchor other than people that you talk to occasionally Through a letter or something like that occasionally see, then it's harder to keep yourself, uh, I don't know if I want to say grounded. It's, it's hard to anchor yourself. Mm -hmm. uh,
0: You also at that time don't have the luxury of like pharmaceutical aid. Yeah. Medication.
2: Yeah. And I, I looked it up, uh, syphilis. Um, they didn't know that syphilis was, uh, like the, um, penicillin was a good syphilis treatment until about 1947. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-World
0: War One, and that's the uh, middle of World War Two. So, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah.
1: One thing I kind of, like, thought about this movie, like, once the mystery part started, like, kind of setting in, it kind of... And then, like, I ended up looking up after that basically the idea of um... Oh. The mystery of, like, what happened to him originated uh, primarily in, like, a book that came out, like, uh, like in 2010 or, uh, you know, it, around, like, the uh, mid-2000s. And, like, I don't know, man, like, once all the kind of mystery stuff started happening, it almost kind of made me feel like I was watching Room uh, 285. <laughs> And for people who don't know what that film is, uh, it's basically a it's a documentary about people who have uh, conspiracy theories about uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Oh,
0: Oh. okay, yeah, okay. And like the
1: idea, like uh, of not only like the moon landing, but it's like the idea of like having like Indian imagery is like this uh, is like this idea of like. this is what he's, like, trying to tell the audience. Like, when I'm, like, watching this, where he's, like, oh, it could have been the jerk friend, or it could have been this jealous doctor, or it could have been this other thing, and then, like, I was, like, I I feel like this is all just, like, kind of people, like, kind of putting it out there, of like, well, this is what could have happened, and I'm, like, but
2: Which is why didn't. I'm kind of I was about to say, which is why I'm kind of glad it resolves on the probability that he just killed himself.
1: Yeah, which I was like, yeah. I'm glad that movie like basically was like, no, this is probably what happened. Yeah, like people it He's just to...
2: like,
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's too, who would say that? Like, he just wouldn't do something weird. He's a weird guy.
2: Yeah, and it's like you know to and to kind of take that away from him kind of diminishes the uh, you know the t- tragedy of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, to, you know, think that, you know, he suffered and cut off part of his ear and, you know, was willing to do that and everything. But to also be like, but he didn't kill himself. He he was murdered. Would is kind of it's almost like a like uh, like a fan story. Like you don't want your uh, hero to have gone out like that. But chances are he went out like that. I mean, yeah no i
0: definitely like yeah i do think that that's kind of like exactly what was going on and i i'm glad they kind of resolved it in like that way where they're just like no he probably just killed himself and that's the the honesty of it is like a better way to kind of deal with it which again is like we're following the one character and like he's like pissed off and he like tells the woman and also like i love like the conversation he has with the doctor's daughter and she's like yeah Like, you thought all this stuff, and yeah, I'm not part of the story. Like, this is what actually happened. People just saw us, like, one time hang out, and then put all this other shit on it. Right. And then she even says, like, maybe I could have done more. Maybe me pulling away, like, contributed. So, like, all those things are interesting. And I do think it kind of goes to the people, just, like, the kind of, oh, there's this this guy in this town. Like, it's just a tiny little town. And this foreigner shows up who's this weird artist. And he's just like kind of becomes the um, especially because of like then he he ends up dying, they say he's killing himself. He becomes this kind of like hurricane of rumor, right? Like within this town. So then everybody's kind of attaching stuff because like the house, I don't know, she's like their maid or whatever is like, oh, like there was evil in his eyes and all this stuff. And then like the other woman's like, no, he was like a really nice guy and kind of joyful and like hanging out with the little kids and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah he's like that lady was like oh he was like mocking god <laughs> on sunday you know he killed himself on a sunday the lord's day and i'm like really lady are we
2: well i mean you gotta it, think I mean, You know, at the time yeah, I mean, was like like some,
1: yeah it was just some crazy lady living in this small town
2: yeah but i also thought like
0: even one of like the scenes i thought was interesting was um it's kind of the last thing i have is like the scene where they're it's the guy who supplied the paints talking about them hanging out in Paris and it's like a bunch of the other artists hanging out at a table and he's just like quiet and like sketching and the guy like pulls the thing out of his hands. and He's like freaking out. It's like, yeah, even when he's with other artists, he's still an outcast. This is outcast. Like it's almost like self-imposed, but like because he's like so it's like hard to like he's so in his own world that he like puts himself there sometimes. And that is why he's alone. Like he could, as much as other people could have reached out to him, like he was just incapable of like seeing that in a way. Right. Which speaks to like the mental illness of it all.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is definitely a solitude when it comes to mental illness. You know, I oftentimes feel like I'm alone, like, you know, nobody's really going to understand You know, what I'm thinking, what's going through my head and stuff like that. And so, I mean, there's definitely a solitude to it all. And it's self-imposed a lot. I know. Um, But it's it still sucks. Like you you still want the connections and everything. And you just find it hard to get those connections. Mm -hmm. Um, The tragedy is that he never got to see that his art was truly appreciated. Well not just appreciated he's
0: kind of the father of like like at that time like modern art right so but the thing is 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 he that and did he become the name that he is because of the way he lived and died like would his if
2: he did not die then would he would his art have become what it was I actually think it would have i mean um I mean they even touch on it in the movie that you know his art is respected mm-hmm um by other artists and stuff like that. Uh, I
1: I think there's, like, something about being, like, a tragic artist that also, like, kind of uh, adds
0: to the mystique.
1: Yeah, like, in a really kind of shitty way. Like, not to, like, try and, like, uh, say that it's, like, oh, like, this was, like, okay, and he died for the art, but it's, like, the idea that there's, like, an idea in the art community that, like, a tragic figure within the art industry like sells art better
2: mm-hmm. yeah well it
0: happens uh, a lot with artists and musicians and stuff like whenever they die their like record sales go through the charts like, yeah for musicians and stuff and so, it was
2: like he wanted to, he, he wanted to capitalize on his art he wanted to sell it like you know that mm-hmm. was his ultimate goal like he didn't want to be a starving artist nobody wants to be a starving artist
1: but there's like that mentality that
2: that's what you have to do. You have to suffer for the art, which is, you know, I kind of think is bullshit. Like the idea of having to suffer. Like, no, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, it happens, but it sucks. (laughs)
0: Of like a Kurt Cobain type of thing is like the way I guess the story and everything goes is just listening to you guys talk just now, like kind of him popped in, he popped into my head of like, Oh, like, yeah, Kurt Cobain wanted, like he was making a shit ton of money. Like he was wealthy, but like it, you know, it's all the other stuff around him and did it kind of, you know, he was always going to be, Kurt Cobain was always going to be like this amazing thing that happened, this amazing artist, but the way that everything kind of ended kind of pushed him into the next stratosphere of like legendary (coughs) kind of a thing. And I think that is maybe one thing you can say about like Van Gogh that's similar. Like I think he would have always been a big artist, but I don't think he would have been like, I think everybody, it's, like, one of those artists that, like, people know, especially about the ear thing more than probably anything else, but they still know his name. Like, how many people know, besides, like, Da Vinci, any mm-hmm. other artist names? Like, he's probably top ten most famous artists of all
2: time. Right, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's a very tragic story. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I, think, I, guess, I think his paintings would still, still you know, have spoken to a lot of people, uh, yes. regardless, which is what I think, uh, you know, I, I think they were kind of implying that, uh, or at least I sort of got from uh, the doctor taking some of the paintings and stuff like that, making sure they were safe. Yeah, because even said in the post credits, like the one, the
0: portrait of his daughter, she never got rid of. Like, it's just, she stayed in her bedroom until she died.
2: <clears throat> so, I mean, it's like, you know. I think his art would have been appreciated. Maybe people wouldn't know so much about his story. If like, you know, there was no element of, you know, the suicide, the cutting off the ear and stuff like that. People may not have known hmm. a lot about him. Like, well, let's face it. I don't know a lot about Picasso. I mean, his paintings are still huh. uh, super popular and sought after. Yes. But I don't know much about him as a person. Uh, I
0: can tell you that, <laughs> the kind of opposite of Van Gogh that he lived a very long life and basically he lived to see himself be famous and then stop paying for things you would just walk into places they'd know he was Picasso and you would just take a napkin and scribble on it and sign <laughs> it and say here's your payment and just throw it at them like so, so he got to
2: live to be an asshole <laughs>
0: yes but he's also from a different awesome. era like he's sort of like uh like 80 years later because i think he was like a 60s or 70s artist uh
2: picasso early 1900s i i feel like he lived way later oh i'm sure he lived uh later did that this that whole thing reminds
3: me of a uh <sighs> episode of <clears throat> comic book when jay muse came to the store and he tried to get a bunch of stuff for free because he his name was
0: yeah. Bart- <laughs> oh yeah Okay, yeah, you're he was so Picasso was born in 1881 and died in 73.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh can you tell me the full name of Picasso?
2: Pablo Picasso. Pablo Diego José Francisco de Paulo Juan. you in the Wikipedia. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't read all that. Yeah, that's like a that's that is a, sp- a long fucking name. <laughs> no, what it is is it's
0: like a it's a Spanish thing where you like maintain the names like the last names and there's a specific order right um i only know this because like um my dad's side of my family is like spanish like one generation in puerto rico and then they're in spain and then my grandmother was in the born in the canary Islands, so the like i knew about that so like my dad used to be able to name a bunch of them for like their name
2: (laughs) yeah that is a that's a really long name i mean i feel bad for him if he ever had to actually sign anything like you know when you have to put your middle name and stuff like that
1: yeah. well i mean he didn't have to sign for anything people just paid for it
2: yeah. well i mean he just drew pictures yeah. at the end and by pictures like if you ever like, got a like, divorce picture. or anything like you have to sign your entire name like i'm trying to find to see if there's
0: like a picture of like the nap because the napkin story is like very like very famous that he would do that all the time because <laughs> like he just lived in this one area of france and that's how he would just pay for stuff and it's just yeah. like
2: such a funny like uh douchey thing to do. Oh yeah, I found some. <laughs> so I know it's not animated, but if anybody else is uh interested in uh you know a more fictionalized story of Vincent Van Gogh, there was a really, really touching episode of uh Doctor Who.
1: I knew you were gonna say that.
2: <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. Like that was I an feel, amazing episode. I
1: feel like the end of that episode is like very weird because he gets to know that, like, all these people appreciate his art, and then it's, like, a week later he kills himself.
2: That depression doesn't give a shit, man.
1: I, like, no, but... Oh, you
2: mean within the plot of the story?
1: The Within the plot of the story, that he's, like, brought to tears, that he knows that the people in the future will, like, appreciate his art and think of him so highly in a way that, like, you know, he didn't get in modern day, or, like, in his modern day. And it's, like, this very sweet moment within the show, but then you also recontextualize re- recontextualize that it's, like, they put him back in this place, and then he dies a week later.
2: And that's part of his story. He had to, he had well, to do that. They kind of... Well,
1: I, I, Well, also, like, the idea of time travel is not part of his story. It's a right. very,
2: But, I mean, there was a big thing. It's like, you know, they couldn't, you know, they did go through the whole, you can't warn him, you can't tell him what's going to happen and stuff like that. It's a funny thing that they
0: would do that, but yeah, it's like, you know. it's the kind of jumped the shark
2: with him, though. But the idea that he got to see, like, the future of his art and everything was really touching. Mm. And I think it was mainly because of the guy that played him. I'm not sure who that was, but... Uh... <clears throat> he he was on
3: uh, Daredevil Season 2. He was on what? He was in Daredevil Season 2. He was one of the, one of the uh, Irish gangs. That Punisher was going after.
2: Okay. But, but uh, the guy behind him did a good, like a really good job and everything. And it was just, I did like that episode quite a bit. Like, it'd be great for him to know that mm-hmm. yeah, his art was actually appreciated. It, regardless, I mean, it's like I said, depression really doesn't care. Like, well, you, you can be
1: I understand that. Yeah, I know that. It's just yeah I, I get what
0: John's saying. It's just like I, I, it's just I mean, a like, weird yeah. plot point to be like oh they told him this and it doesn't matter in like a weird way within the story but it it's one of those things that TV shows do especially when you do time travel is like it doesn't really make sense some of those things.
2: Right. Like, no, I get that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure like uh that's definitely something you should check out if you're into it. Um So I think we kind of wrap up. Did anybody have any last things they want to say about this specific movie where we kind of um,
2: say what we're going to be watching next? I, I I really connected with it more. So I I did like the fact that there's, you know, not a lot of speaking lines for Vincent Vigo himself. He's just kind of this mysterious figure that everybody's trying to figure out. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I love the, I love the art. Um, it made me cry like a baby, uh, mainly because, you know I, know, I know what it's like. I know that depression and uh, everything. So it spoke to me a lot more than it will probably speak to a lot of people. But I'd say uh, it, it, was, it was really good, and it's really impressive what they did. Mm-hmm. Did anybody have anything else? To <clears throat> like, or would anybody
0: say, like, I know I said, like, how I would recommend people to, like, why
1: people should watch it or how they should watch it
0: anybody want to throw any last things in before we move on
1: uh i thought i thought it was fine like i thought it's like kind of like, like a a very pretty kind of like serviceable like um you know animation project i you know i i think like i personally like when it comes to like animation like i think like a, a lot of like rotoscoping becomes um i feel like it, it's a little restrictive and it's like animation that's kind of like why a lot of it has like kind of fallen out of favor because um, i i think it's like one of those things where it's like if you're watching rotoscope why are you just like watching uh like animation or like you know live action it's but like two in this, between
0: uh, but, i would say this is like a difference though because of the way they did it but i would agree with you for a lot of that yeah, stuff but i i think
1: I like a, agree, uh, yeah. I, I but i think like the idea of them doing like a painted style like definitely kind of like sets it apart and then like i don't know watching like old you know betty boop maybe uh, uh mini the moocher or something like that mm-hmm. um but um I I think like within like kind of the scope of like animation stuff like I, I I me personally like I don't think I'll like ever watch it again. I appreciate that I did watch it, um, but I think um, I think it's like you know it's like if you're an animation fan, I think it's worth watching. But like I I I'd give it like you know like a seven. Like it's good, you know. I don't think it's I don't think it was like probably the best of what i if i was saw this the same year i saw a bunch of other animation projects i wouldn't have put it in like my personal like top five but i think it's you know i i i i think it's like that bad
0: yeah it's again like like i was saying before like i think seeing it for the like kind of the art project that it is is kind of the more of the reason to see it right and then if you're really into like art history or going story then I would say to sit down and actually watch the full movie. I would definitely suggest to anybody to just, like, watch scenes from it and, like, look up the story of, like, how this was made because it's insanely well done and, like, fantastically. Like, the art is just – it literally is every frame is a painting, so there's not much else to say on that.
2: I was going to say, and yeah, I I literally tried to make sure everybody knew my bias was showing on this one, (laughs) like – You know, I I do have, like, an affinity for Vincent Van Gogh, which is why I connected with it a lot more, I guess. I'm very glad you picked it, because I had heard about
0: this movie, but I had no real reason to go and see it. But I'm glad I saw it. Like, it was... It hit me in certain points. Like, it's definitely a downer movie, for the most part. But, like, sometimes, like, that's not always a bad thing. I definitely would rather watch this than watch some TV shows, that I think, or movies that are kind of, like, overly depressing just for the point of it like i put like handmaid's tale and this is us into that we're like oh yeah <laughs> like i'm like i don't need to be this sad watching entertainment
2: like all the time so yeah oh yeah i mean for the most part i avoid uh things that are sad and depressing and stuff like that you know that's kind of a life i lead anymore um but i knew like for for this one like yeah it's sad. It's really sad, like you know it's horrible what happened, like what he did uh but there's also a you know little bit of hope in it also mm-hmm. like it's under like it's underscored by this like hope that you know that one day this man is gonna be appreciated and loved and revered as a one of the great artists of all time, you know yep all right so i think we can
0: transition al did you have anything you want to say or did you want to reveal what your next pick is that's gonna sound super weird compared to this yeah this
3: is like the to- it's my pick for, or my pick for what we're gonna be watching next is the first year, or we haven't decided yet on how many episodes we're gonna watch even though it's 13 episodes and 20 like 20 minutes each episode but we're gonna be watching uh co-monkey's which is which was created? It was a G4 series. Only that ran two seasons.
1: R.I.P. G4. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like it's the thing I remember the most from G4. Besides, oh,
1: I remember it. It's not the thing I remember the most.
0: I'm sure tra- I remember it and Morgan Webb. Those are the things I remember from G4. And Morgan Webb is more because of how old I was when I was watching it.
2: Yeah, it'll probably be a good palate cleanser from a, uh, I mean, mm. this, this was a downer movie. Like, let's face it, it was a downer. Uh, Co-Monkeys uh,
3: was created by uh, Adam De La Pena, who who was a writer for Crank Gankers, Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's best known for
0: uh, I'm With UC Oh my god, he made I'm With Busey?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: God, that is an talk about mental health show. Oh my God, if you've never watched that, I don't even know if you can find that That is the weirdest show ever. Oh man. Um, all right, so we'll definitely talk more about that. I don't know. It's Code Monkey. It, right, uh,
3: he he also worked on uh, or he co-created, wrote, directed, and voiced characters for man- Minor Team. I've never heard of that. It was an adult swim cartoon.
1: Um, oh wait, I think uh, I remember. Uh, minority. minority. Oh yeah, minority. Like, didn't they fight bad. a big bad guy
0: named Balactus? Oh no, uh, like, <laughs> which was like a giant Galactus, and they defeated it by contacting his baby mamas, I believe. Oh, or no. they ended up beating it?
1: Like, it is uh, a
0: completely, a, like, purposely offensive show.
1: Yeah, there was. Uh, we'll okay, I'm like looking up the Wikipedia. And so they fought like an evil team called the White Shadow. Yes. And, yes. And the team was the White Shadow, the Corporate Ladder, Standardized Test, and Racist Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and uh, did you see, is there like a disc Because I feel like that may have been like the series finale. Was that that the, um, that uh, they summoned Blacktus? <laughs>
1: uh balactus yeah by uh uh voiced by michael clark duncan
0: oh my god
1: yeah the the t the main team of my newer team was uh dr wang chinese human calculator el Hefe, fasto jucano and Nonstop.
0: oh my god jucano oh my god i'm looking at the images now because the asian character is just like he looks like the think uh the is it the thinker no, what is the guy that's the hulks? Uh,
1: I, 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 uh, Oh, the leader. The, the leader.
0: He looks like an Asian leader, but he's in a wheelchair like Professor X.
1: But he's like voiced by Dana Snyder. So he basically just has uh, the speaking, voice of Master Shake.
3: Yeah. Speaking of Dana Snyder, he's also, he's, a, he, he voices one of the characters on Code Monkeys.
0: Oh yes. He does. Um, the, the weird guy, Todd. Uh, just, oh, no, I just, I don't know. I can't. I, um, yeah. I, I have fond memories of Code Monkeys. I watched it not too long ago um it's an easy watch to kind of blow through it's definitely gonna have some stuff that's problematic but it also takes place in the 80s so there's like some bit of it that's like fine but i think it does like there's a lot of funny
1: takes place in the 80s yeah no it doesn't
0: they make the et game in the show the et game is second episode
1: but like, but everyone's clothing is like not of the '80s.
0: Yeah, like that's why. I like, uh, what's the first episode is what's his name that makes Woz. the Wozniak his owner, and he leaves to go make Mac. Yeah, it takes place in the '80s, and that the, they refer, they
3: in the first episode they reference '80s bands like uh, the Jackson Five, uh, Wham. Uh, I
1: like I like I I never assumed that I I saw like all the clothing in that show. And I just assumed they, it was, like, <laughs> set in the 2000s, and it just has, like, this 8-bit art style. But, like, I, I mean, that also just shows, like, how much I watched co Monkeys, you know, that I didn't even know what.
0: Yep, so that is what we are watching next. So, um, I guess we do a quick round of plugs, and then close this out. So, uh, does anybody specifically want to start?
2: Uh... I start, will. will soon be setting up a uh, Instagram for my art and stuff like that. Uh, more details to come later, I guess. Uh, I gotta get more done. Yep, I've been really digging what you've been making.
0: Um, all right, and then you're always like floating around <laughs> the uh, the different Facebook pages as well. Yeah. And then John, do we lose John? Oh no, John, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, John. Snake, snake. Yay. All right. John has gone into another dimension. Uh, maybe he'll pop back in soon. Uh, but John also does uh, another show uh, with me, Alan, and a bunch of other people where you talk about comic books. Gary got to sit and listen to me and John talk before we started about Batman and Tom <laughs> Um So you can check that out if you go to the Phantom Zone and look that up on all your podcast networks itunes stitcher spotify oh yeah we lost john <laughs> yep nope there's okay. john is back. hello yes you're back now
1: that's super weird because i didn't even press anything
0: yeah you were just like not talking um wow. so yeah you're on and now comics with us as part of phantom zone me and alan do a show for phantom zone as well where we are re-watching smallville john's been on a bonus episode of that and then um
1: uh, y- you can also follow me at John uh j o h n f n or underscore f n underscore Siler s e i l e r where I talk about games and comics and whatever upcoming releases we have through uh f- uh my work. Uh, you could also probably see me if uh, talk about uh Aladdin drunkenly as I go and watch with my coworkers tomorrow.
0: Oh God, I I cannot. That that movie looks weird.
1: Uh That's it nice. does. Uh that I, I I'm I missed that not the new live action Aladdin.
2: Oh yeah. Um the Will Smith.
1: Uh, yeah, man, uh
2: I'm not excited about that one.
1: Man, I really like Aladdin.
2: I do too. That's why I'm not. And I, really
1: like, and I really like Guy Ritchie. Like one of my favorite films of all time is Snatch, which was directed by Guy Ritchie. Oh,
2: and, I love that movie. But hasn't
1: and, he
0: also done a bunch of garbage over the last couple of years? The well, fuck I mean, am I he, to do with a broken caravan?
1: But but I mean, he did a bunch of garbage when he was married to Madonna, so I don't really like hold it against him. But yeah, like I can watch King Arthur because I don't really give a fuck about you know his take on King Arthur. Um,
0: yeah. But great. I, I love Snatch. I love Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I love his two Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, I are making of another good. one. Um, I like both of them. I understand I the, that there's
1: I think the yeah. first one's good. And the second one just comes way too later.
0: Yeah, which they're making a third one. That's coming out in two years.
1: Hey, man, uh, what's his name? He's got a bunch of free time now. And Robert all, all, the, all
0: the money in the world. <laughs> um. I never saw Man from U.N.C.L.E. I've heard good things, but that's sort of like another time. But yeah, uh, didn't Brightburn come out this week? Uh,
1: yeah. I man, I don't know. Like, I I read some reviews for it, and it basically it was like it's a. I hear it's like from what it sounds like, it's a really cool concept that overstays its welcome. <laughs> mm.
2: oh, fair enough. And,
1: which was like which was like my kind of main concern for that movie.
0: Yeah. Um. So. I'm trying to figure. Oh, Alan does uh, another podcast for Los Haro, like this one. That's Los Haro Games. And you guys have a ton of crazy shit coming up because um, E3 is coming up. Yep. The Electronic 3. Yep. So you can check out that as well as this and everybody else's writing um, that everybody does or should be doing, including myself, at losharo.wordpress.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows. And tell friends, please um yeah but go check out that stuff make sure to check out losaro games and get all your gaming info and that's where i'm going to get my stuff for e3 because i'm too tired to look for stuff online (laughs) (laughs) all right so um i guess we will catch you guys next time while we'll be watching code monkeys adios